give yourself a margin to take care of that. So if you sell 20 pieces a day, that's $100 profit a day. That's what you should be spending on the ads. And then you can just grow until you start getting organic traffic. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Matt Rouse. Today, my guest is Yakov Faglen. How are you today, Yakov? Good, thanks. Happy to be here. I'm kind of excited. Actually, I love talking about Amazon. We're going to talk about selling on Amazon today. But first, I wanted to say, uh, I'll, I'll read a quick bio for you. You're an Amazon PPC expert. That's pay-per-click for anybody who doesn't know. And you have more than five years of experience and you're currently overseeing more than $200,000 per month in ad spend on Amazon. So to get started, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what it, exactly it is that you do? Sure. So I've been selling myself on Amazon for about five years, and I've been consulting for other sellers as well over that period. I manage a few accounts, manage their PPC mainly, but it's kind of an A to Z service that we do. The 200000 a month is combined of my account and, and all the other ones. It provides a great amount of experience that we can learn. We can test things a lot quicker. So it's great to, to have such a, such a large um, pool of spend. I've been working with a few co-workers over the past couple of years, and we all kind of specialize in different areas. So we decided to put together our website, pkmz.com. It's not too official. It's just a few people doing our things. We decided to put it together, curate it together, and then offer these services. We're a boutique agency, so we only cap we cap our clients at 10 because, as you'll see from my answers, we firmly believe in the importance of keeping a close eye on your Amazon account and your spend and everything because there's always new things coming up and the early bird gets the worm. So we, we, we're a boutique agency. We're A to Z. And yeah, had a lot of success. Clients are pretty happy. And man, Amazon is more competitive than ever, as most people know. You know, you see a lot of those kind of fly-by-night advertisements, right? They're like, I made $700,000 in 10 minutes on Amazon from my dorm room kind of stuff. It's totally not the way it works. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Just in case any of you have seen any of those ads on YouTube lately. So what's different now about the adver Amazon kind of pay-per-click advertising space versus how it used to work? Yeah, so due to COVID-19 this year, we've seen a huge increase in traffic to Amazon and e-commerce in general. We, people, you know, were locked down and quarantined, that kind of thing. So what's been happening is Amazon sellers have been selling a lot more, running out of stock. And it's kind of sped up the, the road of people moving to e-commerce, which is, you know, people always say, is, is Amazon taking out all the retail stores? Well, I, I don't know. But one thing's for sure is if it is going to, we just took a big shortcut into that this year, if, if that is going to happen. What this is causing is a lot of, you know, venture capitalists, big investment funds, they're, they're looking to buy up these Amazon accounts because they're seeing, you know, explosive growth. What that means is, in my humble opinion, you have these wealthy fund managers coming in and they're buying up these accounts. They're going to be dumping loads of money into pay-per-click. They've got lots of money behind them. If they've got experts telling them, if you put ads there and there, your sales will go through the roof, they'll do it. There's no shortage of funds coming in. So what's different today, PPC costs are rising exponentially really, really fast. And that's why it's crucial to be constantly watching your account, watching Amazon and watching all the changes coming in because you got to be quick when these changes come in to take advantage of them, to get in quick. Because when, for example, video ads came out a few months ago, cost for video Clicks for video ads right now is really is, is is low, and I can literally see it rising day by day. If you got in quick, you helped your rank. You're ranking much better. If you got in late, you missed the boat. 
And if you got in early, even though there's more money coming in now, you've got uh, Amazon credited you with increased organic rank all over. So it, it was a way for you to jump ahead of the pack. So it's crucial today more than ever to be constantly vigilant and on top of your of your Amazon game. And then this is kind of a different way than than like if you look at Google ads and Google search optimization, advertising on pay-per-click on Google does not improve your organic rank. But on Amazon, it improves your seller rank because the amount of frequency of purchase is what helps improve the rank. Is that right? Exactly right. It's sales velocity. It's how many sales are coming in. And it's, they don't, the, the experts agree. My colleagues agree. It's not, they don't value a paid sale less than an organic sale. They, it's a, a sales is a sale. So look at conversions on your page. If you're getting more, then you'll rank everywhere. And you can pay for it. It's, 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 a, it's a decent way to get there. Right. And so Amazon is just trying to get, when somebody types something into search, they're trying to get whatever the product most people purchased and still reviewed well as kind of the top rank, right? And then work their way down the list. Exactly. I'm sure they've got a scientist who've told them there's 18 seconds until someone is going to give up. So they want to make sure the first thing they see is the one that gets most likely, most converted when, when it gets clicked on. And uh, what is the kind of most underutilized pay-per-click strategy on Amazon? It's all of them right when they're uh, launched. So I just mentioned video ads. Store Spotlight is a new thing. Amazon right now is rolling out a sponsored display and DSP. These are all new things. When they're new, you've got about a three-month window when people are still figuring it out to, to crack the codes, get in quick, and, and, you, and, uh, and take advantage. And then they, they all kind of dry up. So I wouldn't say any which one, maybe... Video ads right now is is still hot, but yeah, it's about timing more. Yeah. And you know what? That happens anywhere where there's an auction for advertising, right? We saw it with pay-per-click on Google, saw it with Facebook ads, saw it with YouTube ads now, you know, anytime that there's a bidding war to try and get the top spot, it's always going to get more expensive, right? Pretty much forever until there's, you know, maybe there's like a gap in, in, in something like a space where the advertisers pull out or something. But for the most part, it just keeps getting more and more expensive. Like I remember buying that because I don't want to date myself too much, but I remember buying ads for an attorney on pay-per-click for like a dollar, you know, on Google. Now it's like 50 bucks. That's how it works like that on all platforms, as you said. And, and the platforms know that, and they know that, and therefore they know in a year from now or whatever it is, many of the sellers are just going to have to opt out. They're just going to have to turn off their campaigns because they don't have that you know margin in their in their products or services, and they know that. And therefore, what they do is they have to keep bringing out new products and you know opening up new new marketplaces for those auctions to take place. So that's that's what they're doing, and they're speeding up now. Right, and they can always hold out until. You know, whoever has enough margin and can pay the most per client can pay that most amount for that ad. And they don't care because they're still making the money on the ad space, right? Exactly. As, as Russell Branson says, Russell Brunson, sorry, he says, the one that's got the biggest margin will win in the end because he'll, he can afford more clicks to get there. Whoever can afford more clicks and still be profitable, they're the ones that survive. So, yeah, margins are crucial in this game. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Also, like similarly, Ryan Dice from Digital Marketers always saying the person who wins is the one who can pay the most to acquire a customer. Exactly. Yeah. So how much money does someone need to launch a product on Amazon? That's a good question. Well, you need money for your product. 
So that's, you know, how long is a piece of string? I would say you want to purchase probably a thousand units of something if you're going to launch. So if it's a general product, that's 2000. If it's more, it's more. Then you need money for um, Amazon charges for different services, like to get some reviews. They've got a great service called the Early Reviewer Program, which gives you five reviews. They basically reach out to people that bought your product and they offer them a, gift, a small gift card if they leave a review. It's completely it's Amazon's thing, so it's completely compliant. Uh, they've got another Vine program. That one's actually free right now, but usually that's pretty expensive. So you need some money for that. You need money for good images. Maybe it costs you 500 bucks to get some good professional photography done. And then you need for ad spend. So let's say your product is $3. You buy 1000 That's $3,000. 500 for photography. A couple hundred for the reviews via Amazon. So that's 3700 3, So that's probably what you need to get it into FBA. And then starts the ads. But what I like to do is the ad money can come from the profit of the sales. So if it's $3 and you're selling for $15 and you end up with a $5 profit each one, so take that $5 and spend spend that on the ads. So you don't need any extra money for the ads. You give yourself a margin to take care of that. So if you sell 20 pieces a day, that's $100 profit a day. That's what you should be spending on the ads. And then you can just grow until you start getting organic traffic. So in that example, 3700 but it could be a little less too. Right, and you said to get a product into FBA that's fulfilled by Amazon? Fulfilled by Amazon, yeah. You can send it straight from, from your manufacturer overseas, straight to Amazon. You don't have to touch it. And that's when your product goes to the Amazon warehouse, right? And then Amazon's pickers will take it and, and deliver it. And and that also allows you to get Prime, right? So you can get Prime shipping. That's right. If you're fulfilled by Amazon, your, your listing page has the blue Prime label. And that is one of the most genius things. I'm actually from Australia. I don't know if you could pick it up my accent. Uh, I've been here for a few years now, but uh, I came from Australia where we didn't have Amazon. They launched like last year, but you know, I moved here four years ago. They, we, we never had Amazon. We just had eBay and eBay is pretty big there. eBay never, never had this concept of fulfilled by you no know, eBay, you know, this concept of having fulfillment centers where you just send your stuff and we'll take care of it. It is such uh, people take it for granted now, Amazon sells. But when I knew I was moving here, I was looking into it. I was like, wow, that's incredible. I used to sell out of my garage. I would have shelving products everywhere. And every day I would start my day by printing out a hundred labels and slapping them on, driving down. And just the concept, it's, it's probably people are like saying like you're old school, but if you think about it, it's, it's quite insane. And I think that's, that's been part of the success is that so many sellers have just ran for this opportunity because an entrepreneur doesn't really like sticking labels on boxes all day. Usually entrepreneurs, you know, they like to, you know, do more high, high level activities. But this, this ability to do that allows the flexibility. You can live from anywhere. You can do anything. So it's, it's something I still till today. I just find it amazing. So if you're going to get fulfilled by Amazon, you know, so like, for example, I have a seller account that I created to mess around with Amazon. And hypothetically, I have a thousand product I'm sitting on. How does that work then? Do you have to actually sell some units before you can put stuff in the fulfillment center or you can just like apply for it? Is it, is it like an application process? Like how does it fulfilled by Amazon work? No, it's pretty simple. Anyone with an account can apply. I think you have to be a um, professional seller, which means you're paying Amazon $40 a month. That's it. Once you've done that, anyone can apply. It's not even apply. You just, you just you know, turn it on. You activate it. And then you can send stuff in. Usually you can send as many as you want. But right now, due to COVID and their holiday season, they're kind of restricting everyone. Right now, there's a 200 quantity limit on a new product. If it's a product that's already selling... They look at your sales history, and if it sells many, they'll allow you to send in, you know, a lot more. But in general, you can do as much as you want. Right now, it's two hundred. And then, isn't there a, like a storage fee or something for your stuff to be there? 
Yep, the storage fee, it's charged per month. It might be calculated daily. It's very cheap. It's it's really not bad at all. I mean... Is it like by the amount of space it takes up or is it by the unit? It's by the space. They measure everything with, you know, qubit measurements. Okay, that's interesting. So I know that a lot of times people talk about when they're going to sell on Amazon if they're not a manufacturer. They talk about, some people talk about retail arbitrage, right? It was buying stuff for cheap and then reselling it on Amazon for more. Some people talk about private label. What's kind of the difference between those things and, and how would you make a decision on what you want to sell? Okay, so yeah, this is the first question really anyone that wants to get into Amazon should be answering. And that is, do you want to do private label, which means getting your own product, putting your own logo on it? Or do you want to do retail arbitrage, which is just selling existing products, very often well-known brand names? And to do the latter, you would, you know, go to Walmart or one of these type of stores and go to the clearance section and, you know, buy, buy all these things that are deeply discounted and then send it to FBA and just, you'll, you'll add your offer on an existing page on Amazon. Whereas in the, in the, in the former option, you'll be creating a brand new page on Amazon and getting your own images and all that. It, it's, I dabbled in both. You really need to make a decision. I chose private label in the end. I have my own brand, Beats and Berry. We sell kitchen products. You really need to make a decision. I went with that because it's less risky in my my view. With the retail arbitrage, you could sell a product and then Amazon might say, oh, you're not allowed to sell that product and then they'll shut you down. Uh, whereas private label, that's not going to happen. There's other issues with private label, but you know, not that one. At least it's your own brand. You, you know, less likely to get kicked off. I mean, you could get kicked off for breaking other rules, but at least you have more control. It's very tough to know which brands are allowed, which are not. There's all underground, knowing what, what brands are good, what are not. One tip, though, if people are thinking of going to arbitrage, before you list a product, send a message to Amazon showing them the ASIN, which is the product, just trying to get permission from them in writing. And that may help you down the track if you do get shut down. Right. So then you could show them, oh, hey, you said this was okay. Exactly. It would be something. Now, do kind of the retail arbitrage product shutdowns, do they happen pretty often or is it kind of more of a rare thing? It happened to me. <laughs> I got shut down a couple of years ago. It took a while to get my account reopened again. It was really tough. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, and is it just is it just because you're not a licensed reseller or something like that, or is it just arbitrary? It's a lot of arbitrary, but that, that's part of it as well. A new seller, they you know the older your account is, the more you sell, the more sales history, the more seller feedback. Then they'll value you better. They'll treat you a little better. They might not shut you off right away. Yeah, I guess there is. I mean, there's a lot of fraud on Amazon, obviously, from products like knockoff products and stuff like that. But they seem to be doing a better job of policing that stuff nowadays. I don't know if you've run into that, you know, competitors knocking off products and stuff like that. That, that happens. I've seen it. Someone sends in a complaint to Amazon and there's must be some trigger words like it, it, I, ch I choked on it or my baby choked or whatever. There's probably trigger words and Amazon just shut you down and then... You know, they, they, they shoot first and aim second. That's what they do. They'll shut you down and then say, send me this, send us this, send us that. Yeah, it can be very frustrating. Right. Well, I mean, the big companies always play on the safe side, right? The, the lawyers get the first attention. Yeah. So do you need kind of like a software management tool or something like that to manage your products and your advertising? Well, if you're going with the private label route, absolutely. If you're doing the arbitrage, probably not. Because again, if you're selling an iPhone, you know, you don't really need ads for that. They're probably already ranked at the top if you're selling a well-known thing. Also, if you're, uh, you don't want to run ads and then run out of stock. Because, you know, if you're going to Walmart and finding a few items, then you don't want to run ads and then 
you know, the point of running ads usually is to build up your rank in a higher position and then get a lot of free traffic. So if you've got a limited amount of quantity, you're probably not going to want to do that. Private label is where you're going to want a software, which is kind of how to do advanced ads. Every uh, serious seller should be using a software. There's quite a few out there. One I use is, I'll give them a shout out. I'm not an affiliate. Prestazon, they're pretty good. Seller tools, they're pretty good. There's a few more. It's crucial to have one if you're serious because there's so much legwork to do. You know, search term isolation is a strategy many sellers use. That involves getting, you know, using auto campaigns, letting Amazon help, you know, curate all these keywords. And then there's moving them through different campaigns, through funnels into like a, a final campaign where you're just targeting on the exact phrase you want. So it's cheaper. So there's just a lot of manual legwork to be done. So software can handle that, which is, you know, if you've got a lot of keywords, which anyone who wants to be successful should have at least a thousand keywords that they're bidding on. So, you know, if you, if you want to move a thousand keywords yourself every other week, then that's your call. doesn't sound like a recipe for success. So absolutely. required. And um, if you're quite big, then you want someone running the software too. Nice. So Yagov, if somebody wants to get in contact with you or has some questions, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? They can go to peakamz.com. That's our website. Click contact us. You'll email that. That email comes straight to me. We're a small team. US-based, as I mentioned, Houston, Las Vegas. I should reply to you same day. Nice. And we'll have that link in the show notes too. And you can also get all your show notes at hookseo.com slash podcast. Yakov, thank you so much for being on the show today and talking about Amazon. Thanks for having me. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.